Welcome to the Western New York Entrepreneur Podcast, helping Western New York entrepreneurs take the next step in their business. If you love Western New York and entrepreneurship, this is the podcast for you. Whether you have been in business for 20 years or 20 minutes, there is something for everyone. David Schaub interviews the top entrepreneurs in Western New York so you can take your next step in your own business. Hey everyone, uh, welcome to another episode of the Western New York Entrepreneur, where we help entrepreneurs take the next step. And uh, we have another Zoom podcast uh, uh, recording here. Uh, we have a really cool host today. We actually have a guy that's been very involved with our with our whole process of the the Western New York entrepreneur entrepreneur movement. We actually have Mark, the owner of Dominguez Marketing, and Mark actually runs our website. <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, yeah, so I, obviously I put my, 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 I guess my podcast where my website is, if that even makes sense. So, so if you love our website, if you love what we're doing, uh, Mark's a big part of that. So Mark, thanks so much for joining us, my friend. No problem. Thank you for having me. Yeah. What I really liked about Mark and what I usually do with a lot of people before I ever do business with someone is in a non creepy way. I observe from afar away. I, I observe. So I like to see how people treat me when they can't get any value from me right off the bat or if I can't, they can't use me as a client. And I, and I really see how people treat other people if they don't notice that they can't use them for their business purposes, at least right away. And for, for about a year, I, I noticed that with Mark that he treated people well, he was knowledgeable, and he always treated me with respect, even if I wasn't his client or even talked about being his client or potentially using him. So that really stood out to me about Mark. So for our listeners out there, I did my research before I even hired the guy. <laughs> so Mark, again, um, thank you so much for being on this podcast. So let's dive in right about you, my friend. So Mark, you know, what is your business about? Um, what do you do? Where's your expertise lie? Why don't you just take the, the reins here? So we are a uh, marketing and website design company. Um, we specialize in developing and designing uh, professional websites for businesses to use as marketing tools. Um, so with that being said, uh, on the marketing side of things, we do, you know, SEO, search engine optimization, uh, pay-per-click, Google ads, social media, content, uh, marketing, um, social media management and advertising. So what I really want to do is not be a one-stop shop necessarily, but I've put together a team of 20 contractors that I use. They all specialize in each individual service. So I have a web developer that does web development, web design that does web design. So a web designer isn't doing social media marketing. Um, you know, it's, this is what you're good at. I want you to master your craft and be as good as you possibly can be. And then that's how I'm going to be able to add as much value to all the businesses we work with in the local Buffalo area. Um, so it's really set up to be specific for you master the service, we give out the best service possible, and then therefore they get the best result possible. Yeah, so Mark, tell me about your story. Uh, how did you get into what you do today? So I started um, back in uh, 2009, 2010. Um, I started working for a uh, large agency. Um, you know, they do 13 million plus. Um, they had 200 people at the time, started working on SEO on websites. Uh, did that for a little bit and then took over uh, sales for all of operations, which was about 100 people. 
grew that from 625,000 to 2.2 million in five years. Uh, then got bored of that and moved on where we would white label our service to other people or agencies or companies um, and uh, grew that to a million dollars in a year. Left there and went to an advertising agency um, and built a digital division. And really in the time of doing all this, I just saw where money was more important than the customer or what the customer was getting out of it. So it really came to just watching people put their heart and money into their company, into their marketing and website, not getting anything out as far as honesty, um, you know, what should be done correctly instead of just taking money. Um, so it was really, I got put in an unethical situation and I stood my ground, wouldn't do what they were asking me to do. I got fired. And at that point it was about a month before my wedding and it was either go get another job or start my own. So I went the path of starting my own because it's something I've always wanted to do, but felt like it was unethical to start my own marketing company while working for a marketing company. So I just never had the time or the growth to be able to scale it, to be able to then jump ship. So it was, I was put in a situation and just went for it. And here I am today. Well, in a, in a most loving way possible, Mark, I'm glad you got fired. Uh, no. <laughs> you and I both. <laughs> so, yeah, man, thanks for sharing your story. And that's my favorite part of this podcast is just listening to people's stories, see where they came from. And, and there's a, everyone has their own story, so I, I love it. So um, I want to dive into some questions for our learning, for our audience, for our entrepreneurs, business owners right here in Western New York, if that's cool with you, Mark. Absolutely. Um, right off the bat, you know, one thing when I was looking for, you know, uh, marketing or websites for you know, my podcast and other businesses, I always was wondering, hey, am I getting like screwed over? What's a fair price? What's, you know, you know, where can I get the most bang for my buck? And, you know, who's really going to deliver and what they say they're going to do? And I'm sure a lot of people are worried about that as well. If they don't really know somebody personally that does that, right? So mm -hmm. for the people that don't know that we're going to be there this is, this is going to be the audience that really is going to gravitate towards this today. So one thing I want to talk about is what, what is one or two myths that need to be busted about websites, uh, about website making or marketing companies? Like what, was there a myth or two that you think you just need to bust right off the bat? A hundred percent. Um, the first one I would start with is that websites are set it and forget about it. It's, it's not true at all. Um, you know, when it comes down to it, your website is your 24 seven store storefront. It is your full-time sales force that doesn't stop. Um, most times I feel like people are looking for stuff after hours during the day they're working Then they have kids to deal with in sports. So by the time people really get to looking around, it's later at night. Most companies aren't taking phone calls, aren't having anybody answer or available. So, uh, the, the website, that is up online 24 seven. There's no turning it off, shutting it, locking it, anything like that, like a storefront. So it has to be um, updated constantly. And whether it's from content, your hours, your specials, to things for SEO purposes, your titles, your descriptions, your content, your blogging, all that, the more you update it, the better results you are gonna be with Google. If you have a website, you set it, and you don't touch it for five years, it's really not going to do you any good from a searchability standpoint. Um, and, you know, I constantly tell people that, you know, uh, showing up in the search results is a destination, not a journey. Um, 
or uh, it's not a destination, it's a journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that being said, it's because it's an always changing, uh, you know, fact with websites. So that's number one. Number two, um, the, the big one now is, you know, well, there's so many builders out there, I can do it myself. A hundred percent. If you're just starting out, you're low on cash, you don't have a budget. It's not bad to start something out, especially if it's, you're not sure if it's going to be a full-time business or a part-time business or a side gig. Use a do-it-yourself builder to start off. When you want to make that jump and go professional in the two to three year point, if you're really saying this is going to be, I'm all in, you know, leaving nothing behind, hire a professional developer um, with the builders that everybody thinks you can use. You're limited on the options um, and you can't customize it to exactly what you want. So you're going to settle. And in my opinion, you shouldn't settle when it comes to something for you. You should love it 100% or it's not what you want. Uh, The other aspect is you're relying on a builder that thousands and thousands and thousands of people are using. So when they try to update it, a big one was from when we went to mobile sites to being responsive. We were building websites responsibly for years before a lot of the builders even got to mobile because they have to make an update that then has to accompany thousands and thousands of websites, not just we're making a website update to your website. It has to match across the board. The last part of that would be um, if you ever want to jump ship and move to a different platform, move to a different design, most times you have to completely rebuild. So it's just expense, 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 instead of more of an investment. Um, And the builders from a search engine aspect, a marketing aspect, a lot of it's limited because you don't actually have backend access to where a lot of the code needs to go. They do now have little spots where you can put in your SEO title tag, your description, put in this. A lot of it's, again, outdated. Those techniques aren't being used um, or they don't give you as much. Um, So when you really want to get in the marketing aspect, you're missing a lot of those pieces to be able to retarget, to be able to, um, you know, kind of set it up to track certain things with the event coding and whatnot. and, and at the end of the day, it just, it's limited on the stuff that you can have versus having a professional website built and being able to do anything and everything you want. Yeah. So I, I love how in the beginning you mentioned that like, Hey, if you, this is your part-time gig, you know, by all means go do a, a free website, you know, uh, thing of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're ready to take things, you know, to another level, like I love that because sometimes people just feel like, you know, I feel like that's not, you're always getting that honest advice. <laughs> so yeah, for sure. definitely don't waste money when you don't have it, when you're starting off, you know, do it smartly. Yeah, that's good. So what is one thing business owners should know about websites that you feel like most don't, or they just don't understand, or um, maybe they missed the boat on the, the biggest thing that they should know about websites is it. It's an asset to a business. Most people have no clue. It's, do you have a website? Yes. No still a ton of business out there. No, I don't. Or yeah, I have one that I just threw up with GoDaddy. Mm-hmm. And then I'll kind of ask them, you know, uh, do you get any information out of it? Do you have Google analytics on it? Do you have uh, search console on it? Do you have Facebook pixels on there? Are you tracking the people who are coming there so you can end up building an audience and being able to market them down the road mm-hmm. and 9.9 out of 10 times, unless it's a bigger company, those answers are all no across the board. So, you know, most people on your website 
you know, they're going to be calling you um, from the website. You know, they're going to look at that first. It's going to tell them who you are, what you offer, where are you located, um, why do they need you specifically, and then how can you contact me? Or, you know, how can they contact you? So with that, you know, social media leads back to websites. Google on a local map directory li links back to a website. So all those have to link back to somewhere. And that asset being able to track and get the intel of who, what, where, when, why, what devices, what location, what time, all that type of stuff, that is, it's priceless information that people just do not take advantage of. And a lot of the things I mentioned, analytics, search console, pixels, those are all free to set up. Set them up from the beginning because then when you go into marketing, you have a benchmark to set to be able to say, okay, this is where we were without marketing. Now, where are we proceeding with marketing? And it should be on a steady uptick mm -hmm. compared to just you coming to somebody that you're going to market with, having nothing of that in, in place, and then them putting it there. You're starting at the same time they're marketing. So there's no way to say, well, where were you before to where you are now? Yeah. And one thing I, you know, I was told, you know, from different people and you let me know if there's any truth to this, but you know, they're like, Hey, we'll get you on the first list of Google or the first page of Google. And I, you know, I was told like, you can't do that in such a short period of time. Am I correct? Unless you pay a crap load for, for that. Right. Correct. Um, you know, there's two aspects of it. You know, you can pay to be there and even paying, uh, once you turn them live, they have to be approved by Google for the ads section of that. So that's typically 24 to 72 hour turnaround time. Mm -hmm. The other aspect organically, 100%. If, if they're guaranteeing you first page placement, nine out of 10 times, unless it's a huge company, and even with that, then I would question what techniques they're using. If they're guaranteeing it, there's something fishy about it because mm -hmm. Google puts who they want there. We, as marketers or marketing companies, we have criteria that we have to go through. This is what they're looking for. This is what they want. You know, there's the uh, do this more and it's going to help you more. But at the end of the day, I can't, nobody can guarantee anything as far as a first page placement. And yeah, because, yeah. That makes complete sense to me. So for me, a lot of times, you know, you know I, I'm a huge believer in under promising over delivering. Mm -hmm. And uh, so when someone's like, you know, have these outlandish, oh, well, 100%, I'm like, ah, I don't. Eh, you can tell <laughs> money grab, right? Or, at least that's where my heart goes, right? So maybe they're really confident, right? But in the same breath, I'm like, uh, I don't know. So, hey, really quick, a lot of great things are happening for the Western New York Entrepreneur Podcast. We're doing free networking events every single month. We're doing them at breweries, distilleries, local coffee houses. So my question to you is, do you like free drinks? Do you like free food? Do you like networking with other entrepreneurs in the area? then you definitely do not want to miss this. Go to westernyorkentrepreneur.com and sign up for our events or to be notified via email when the next event is going down. Again, the website is wnyentrepreneur.com. And if you're loving these podcasts, make sure you leave us a rating, give us a review, and let other entrepreneurs know about this because this is just too good to contain. We're in a movement in Western New York for entrepreneurs where we're just helping other entrepreneurs take their next step. No gimmicks, no sales pitches, just good old networking, giving information and sharing what we learn so we can help our local economy and our local entrepreneurs grow. 
So be a part of this. Go to wnyentrepreneur.com. Now, back to your podcast. That being said, when, when hiring a company to make their website and design it, what is something specific you think they should look for in that person or company? Like, well, how, how do they do research? How do they find out if it's really a good fit for them? So there's, a, there, there's four points that I'll give you for this that I broke them down. Um, and that's typically the things that I see people lose a lot on their business. Number one is, you know, are they offering to buy you a domain name or are they offering to move the domain name in their account? That's a big red flag in my opinion. Your domain name is like your bank account. Would you ever give that information out for somebody else to hold? Mm-hmm. No. Um, I've seen people move their domain name and then they want to move to a different company and they can't get that back because it's in their account. You can't really do anything at that point. It's registered to them now. So in most cases, what we do is we'll set the customer up. If, the, you, know, if you came to me and said, you know, hey, Mark, I don't have a, uh, a domain name. What we do is we set them up with a GoDaddy account in front of them. We create it. We put their credit card on file. It gets billed to them. And then it's there. We'll manage that for them, but it's in their account. Not mm-hmm. everything has to be in one account. Mm-hmm. So that's number one to make sure and look out for is, are they trying to persuade you by giving you a free domain or moving it into their account? Because now they have a hundred percent lock and control of that. Mm, that makes sense. Um, number two is, um, do they provide you a CMS? So for instance, on your website, you have the capability to log into the back end and be able to make certain changes. Obviously you're not a web developer or a coder, so you can't go in and do everything but content, images, events, download lists of emails. That's all stuff that it's your website. You own it or you should own it. Yeah, like be able to post a blog post or something of that nature. Correct. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure you have some way to log in and be able to do things when you want to do them and not be handcuffed to somebody else. So Mm -hmm. it's a CMS, a content management system, being able to allow you to go in and update it. Um, Also, do you own the website? A lot of times people will say, oh, we'll give you a CMS to, to, to manage it. Well, that's different. Do I own the website? If I said, David, I don't want to work with you anymore. I want to take my website and move it to Network Solutions, GoDaddy, a different hosting provider. Can I pick up the website, move it, and continue to do everything as is? Sometimes your answer will be yes, and sometimes it'll be no. Sometimes the CM- CMS is proprietary to that company, which means now you lose all editing capabilities, you can just take the files. Other times, you know, in our case, if you said, Mark, I wanna leave, mm-hmm. I can take your website, move it to GoDaddy Network Solutions, everything stays as is, you can go in and start updating it and managing it yourself, and it's yours. Mm-hmm. So it's really, do you own the website? And um, is it a platform that you can move somewhere else and leave it as is, and have full control or do you lose anything? So those are the big things that you wanna, before talking and making any decision, get those answers and make sure you're able to essentially have a website if you decide to move on from somebody else. That's good, and you have a fourth point, am I correct? Um, no, okay, I'm, I just wanna make sure. <laughs> yeah, I think that was it. Um, domain name, CMS, do you own it? And then is it a platform that you can host it somewhere else and not lose any capabilities? Yeah, that's good. 
Because you're right. So many, I, I've heard horror stories, Mark, and I'm sure you've seen them all, man, especially being in the industry, right? So, yeah, they said they're going to do this for us. Then we finally left after we spent thousands and thousands of dollars. I mean, they don't even own anything. It's basically started from scratch. Basically, it's like, you know, uh, you know, yeah, you're starting over because you don't want to work with us anymore. It's kind of like a, a screw you, thank you gift. <laughs> yeah, so, so many companies, I, I mean, horror stories of I built my website five times in the last seven years, mm -hmm. you know, and it's it's absolutely crazy. So do the due diligence and make sure you take all this information that we're giving you today, mm -hmm. write it all down, have a cheat sheet. You know, maybe you don't need it now, but you need it six months, a year down the road, keep this handy and always revert back to this mm -hmm. and you'll save yourself a lot of time, money and anger. <laughs> yeah. Especially anger, <laughs> money too. Depends what, maybe they're correlated. A follow-up question real quick. I want to ask really quickly is how do they know they're getting, a, how do you know when you're getting a fair price? Sometimes I'm wondering like, what's a fair price? Like, you know, I was like, you know, pricing a fence in my backyard and I like to get in different quotes. I'm like, what is really a fair price? And so I'd love to know, like, obviously every website is different, right? When you have more work, it's going to cost more. When you want more, something extravagant, something more custom, I understand it's going to cost more. But in a general sense, is there any way to, to help our entrepreneurs out there? How do they know they're getting a fair price and good work for the fair price? So with this, it's, it's a, I'll say it's a two-part question. Um, it, it's an investment in your company. So I don't recommend personally just because again, I've seen the stories that come with it. Oh, my best friend does this, or my cousin does this, or my niece or nephew does this. Try to stay away from it because when they do build you the website, then you're gonna want things down the road and you might need something done ASAP and they're gonna to get to it when they get to it because you're not actually paying somebody to, to build it or manage it. Mm -hmm. With that being said, in my opinion, um, a good quality website should start you if it's just informational, simple content based, it should be around 2,500, three grand for a professionally developed and designed website. Obviously the more complex you get into it, e-commerce, um, are you trying to have events, auctions, um, you name it, it can scale up. Um, in my opinion, I would say maybe to the $15,000 range uh, at a high end. Mm -hmm. um, but the days of people charging $25,000, dollars $35,000, I mean, you have to be a, a huge company for it to be something to that nature, in my opinion. Okay. Um, so can you, you know, go over those numbers one more time? Like, let's say somebody accidentally saw a text or someone missed those numbers. Again, for a very basic startup, no e-commerce. And then to, can you go through the levels again? Yep. So, so basic informational, just, uh, you know, let's say it's 10 pages, just all content based informational, um, professionally designed and developed probably 2,500, $3,000 is a starting point for that. Yeah. As you add in other things that might go to four five, six mm -hmm. to me on the high end. Mm -hmm. Um, if you want e-commerce, I mean, that could be the six to 7,000, uh, depending on the number of products. Yeah. If you want a completely custom website where you're talking about people having accounts and, and coming back and buying stuff or bidding or uh, just really custom, 15,000 at the high end. Um, and, and again, you're gonna see some people that can do it lower because they just do it on the side. So they're gonna say for a thousand bucks, I'll build your website. Then you're gonna get companies, in my opinion, that are large, that have a ton of overhead, a huge building to pay for. I put the sites that we build up against theirs 
And I think they're as good as quality, if not better than some of them, because we take more of a hands-on approach when building it. So there you might pay $20,000 for a site that we build at 10. So just because when you're pricing it out, look apples to apples. Just because somebody is half the price of somebody doesn't necessarily mean you're getting taken for or it's too good to be true. But on the other end, just again, do your due diligence because if somebody were to come in and we say it's three grand and somebody comes in at 1500, is it apples to apples? It's perfect. Yeah. Right. They're going to give you versus what we are. So it can, again, everything in my opinion, a lot of things have double-edged swords where Mm -hmm. it's like, well, this contradicts this, this contradicts that. Again, if somebody's telling you 20 grand and somebody comes at 10, cover your basis with the questions we answered previously, mm-hmm. along with what my next follow-up will be is get resources, check online reviews, but don't just check online reviews. Something that we do for a lot of the people that we work with is we'll give them references, actually say, here's so-and-so who owns this, call them, speak with them. We want you to have a one-on-one conversation because mm-hmm. anybody can write anything and post it on the internet. But when you actually talk and physically can ask somebody, well, what did you mean by this comment on your review? Or, you know, these are the questions that I want to ask you that we've had a bad experience for. Have you had this experience with so company? Mm-hmm. Ask them, you know, I want three to five people. I can pick up the phone and call and do a reference check. If people back away from that or don't give that to you, that's a first sign to run away. And then ask those people some of the questions that you've been burned on or screwed over in the past on and make sure you feel 100% comfortable before moving forward. No, that's so good. You know, believe it or not, Mark, we have like seven minutes left and I have questions and we're going to have to like almost like speed ask if that's okay with you. Yep, let's go. <laughs> so so, you, so you, do your, you do your best and I'll try my best as well. So what is some work business owners should be, should do ahead? like ahead of time, uh, before hiring a website designer or marketer, like for example, like how can they prepare and make it easier for the process to be smooth? So if you hired somebody, like what's some things they should do ahead of time? Um, I would say have a clear vision of where their business is and who and what they are. Mm -hmm. Um, Have realistic expectations. So understand that not everything you want can be done on a website based off of responsive and stacking and and that, you know, type of uh, open-mindedness and not, it's gotta be this way or I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. Have a little bit of uh, of realistic expectations. Have a budget set. Um, don't just come in and be like, well, I don't know what it is. And then, you know, have a set budget. This is what I'm comfortable with. This is what I want to put into it. Mm-hmm. And then um, have the tracking set up, you know, prior. So if you're obviously building a website that's not set up, set it up when building it. If you're looking for a marketing company before doing that, make sure you have tracking set up so you can, again, have benchmarks along the way. No, that's so good, right? Because how can you compare it to before and after that's not there? Um, what is one question you should, what is one question as us as entrepreneurs should not ask a website designer, but are surprisingly asked? I, I, I was like actually looking forward to hearing this one. <laughs> Can't tell you how many times people ask, can I take content and images from Google and other websites? Okay. No, okay. don't ask. Um, it's almost like, you know, if you're guilty and you tell your lawyer you're guilty, you know, he's like, I don't want to know that. Just, you know, yeah. um, so it's, it's, can I take content images from Google and other websites? No, you can't because Google will penalize you for duplicate content. If you, you know, you're taking website from dozens of other, uh, or content from dozens of other websites, uh, it can penalize you from an SEO aspect. Mm. Taking images from Google will potentially get you in a lawsuit. Mm. Um, 
you know, the company, a company I used to work for, um, they got nailed about 10 times for taking images from Google and they were Getty images. So you have to actually, they'll do a cease and desist where you have to remove the image. Then you have to pay a fee or they'll sue you. And then you lost all credibility from that post because essentially uh, now the image doesn't really go with it. So yeah. don't ask. We don't want to know. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. Uh, what is one question you wish entrepreneurs would ask you? Um, it would be, if you had advice for someone starting out, um, what would it be? Uh, so one piece of advice for starting out, it's always be true to yourself um, and the core values of what your company is. Um, don't be afraid to, you know, essentially turn away a job. Just because somebody comes to you and says, I have money, let's do this, doesn't mean it's a good fit. Go through your core values, what you stand for, how you think it should be done. And then at the end, respect is earned, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And there's no better way to earn it than to turn it away. Mm -hmm. Because of the fact that either their expectations aren't matching with yours or the values aren't there. Um, you know, so in my opinion, it's it's do not lose sight of that. Just because money is there and you're an entrepreneur and you need to take money to grow your business, don't get away from yourself and take it just because it's there. If it's not a right fit, just say, unfortunately, it's not going to work because of this, this, or this. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we, we can't take this on. You'll you know, what, that's so smart, Mark. Like, don't sacrifice the short term for the long term. Yes. And, you know, like we see that in everywhere. So, you know, um, in different, different varieties. Um, but anyways, um, so, so anyway, so what is one question? Actually, I already had that part. So cool. We actually got through all the questions. Awesome. So Mark, um, thank you so much for your time, man. And I what, what what's the best way to get a hold of you? If someone would like, I really want to connect with Mark, or I, maybe I didn't ask a question that they wanted answered, or maybe they want to speak to you about your services. Like what is the best way for them to connect with you? So they can give uh, they can give me a call. Um, my cell phone number is 716-213-8173. Uh, they can shoot me an email. Uh, my email address is mark at dominguezmarketing.com. So it's M-A-R-K at D-O-M-I-N-G-U-E-Z marketing.com. Or visit my website, which is dominguezmarketing.com. And you'll have uh, several different ways of, you know, being able to contact me through a form, uh, Facebook message, you know, any, any method that they prefer. No, that's awesome. Thanks so much. And, um, I love your last name. I just can't say it five times fast if you paid <laughs> me to. <laughs> so, um, Hey man, I really do appreciate you again. Thanks for doing everything you've done for the Western entrepreneur. We appreciate you. And, uh, um, thanks for sharing all your knowledge on this podcast. No problem. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. If you loved listening to the Western New York Entrepreneurs Podcast and want more, subscribe to it and head on over to WNYEntrepreneur.com for articles, what's coming up next, and to get involved. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.